You are now listening to the Claim It podcast, and I still don't have any intro music. Do you even notice that? <laughs> when I first started this podcast over two years ago, that was like one of my hesitations was, oh no, I can't find the right music that I want, and even trying to like think of what kind of music I would like for you know a musician to make for me. And it was just holding me back. So I was like, F it. I'm just going to launch it without music. And then um, I tried to find music. I even worked on music with Jason Mraz. <laughs> we spent like an entire day making a track. And then by the end of it, we were still both like, nah. And then we never picked it back up. Anyway, hi, it's me, Trisha, your host. And today is a solo episode. Um, I have so many things that I want to tell you. And at the same time, I'm like, how, how is this going to come out? Uh, what will the name of this episode be? Because whew, tomorrow, well, the day that this comes out in the world, I will be getting keys to a new home in an area of California that I just discovered last year and fell in absolute love with. And it's been a journey in, in getting to this place mentally, emotionally, um, getting through some, you know, mental blocks, some money blocks, all sorts of stuff. So I'm going to try to tell this story of what will be a new chapter of my life starting now. I felt like I was like going to press a button as I was saying starting now. <laughs> so I feel like it actually kind of starts with a couple years ago, feeling like I wanted to get a Peloton bike. So that was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was probably two and a half years ago because I know I bought it like right at the time for the new year. And, you know, I had worked from home. I had two young kids. So like going to the gym, well, I tried. I tried some local gyms and bringing the kids to like the kids places stuff and it just wasn't working for me. Going to like a local place, like I didn't feel like at the time, like let me hire a babysitter to go drive to a class to then pay the class. Like it just wasn't making sense. And so I was like, all right, I think I would really love Peloton because I used to, to love going to spin classes but of course, the investment was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can afford that, if I can you know, spend that much money on something, even though they have an interest-free payment plan, which is what I did, and um, they still offer that. But it still was like, okay, that's this much a month to add to my expenses, and it was like a real struggle for me to finally be like, yes, I want this bike. I know that it's going to like change my life. <laughs> And it did. <laughs> I'm starting talking there because like that was such a big investment, investment in myself because this bike and then just joining the Peloton because you also have to pay like a membership for the classes. So I do yoga classes through that. They have other types of classes too. This is not an ad for Peloton, by the way. <laughs> I am in no way affiliated with them. But making this big investment in myself, like I knew, because back then too, that was like, okay, I'm going to start working finally on a book proposal. Like I'm ready to start being out in the world more. 
Because when I had kids, I wanted to be a full-time mom. So I turned my product line into my main thing. Like I stopped doing coaching. I would just offer my group coaching program once a year. I even did it like recorded. So it wasn't doing it live. So I had made my life be around priority raising kids. And then I was in the space of like, okay, I really want to start sharing more and offering more things. But it was like such a different thing because I hadn't been making that much money because I hadn't really been putting much time into doing things. Um, So I didn't have much to then make this jump. But I just knew, like, I know if I have this bike, then it is really going to support me. And it wasn't just even, you know, like for like, oh, I need to lose weight. It wasn't even about that at all, which, of course, like, that's great. Sure. Uh, I knew it was for like just how I felt in my mind and my body. So it was a big deal. And I got the bike and... It really has been made such a difference. Like, yeah, I've had it for two and a half years now. It's so easy to get on. And like it does, like gives me so much emotional strength. Like I have gone through, oh, I'm getting emotional. Like now, like since owning this bike, how many things I've gone through, blocks I've worked through and that it would just be like, you know, doubts, fears, all that stuff still comes up for me. Internal judgments, real judgments, you know, bullshit about what I think a friend or somebody who I thought was a friend is saying or doing or thinking about me. Those are all these human things that I still deal with. And by being able to get on the bike for even 20 minutes and like move my body, like I would be like, I'm strong. I can get through this. Like it was, it's been so good for me. And so that was a huge thing in my life that had that, that then it became just also like a natural part of my day and my routine um, that really supported me and empowered me. And so last year, 2020, before the pandemic even started, you know, I was like really like, whoo, like breaking through like again um, at the end, or no, I think I did sign with my literary agent maybe in January of 2020? Man, I don't even remember. But anyway, again, I was mainly like, I am going to write my first book. And that's like, what will the book be about? Okay, now you have to figure out this book proposal and how to write the book proposal and get the agent and all of those things that go into that. So there's a lot of emotional work and doubts and fears and judgments and stuff that would come up. And, um, and yeah, then I got an agent, but she was like, oh, uh, I like what you're saying here, but this proposal needs a lot of work. And it did need a lot of work. Um, so in putting and committing to that big project, which my book is called F the Shoulds, Do the Once, Get Clear on Who You Are, What You Want, and Why You Want It. And um, so that's the the proposal I was working on. And that's like you like writing out whatever chapter will be about. What are the tools that will be in the book? What are stories that'll be in the book? Like really like the proposal is so much more work than I ever imagined, but because it get, makes you get super clear on what is going in the book. But um, anyway, so like that's what I was committing to, right? Every day. And so then of course it was making me look deeper at my own life. And like, I'm writing out these things and these tools, um, to help other people and to use these insights I have. And so then of course it's like making me shine a light on stuff. And I realized that the relationship I was in with my children's father, I knew like, I basically had always felt like, okay, this might not last forever and this and that, but I'd sort of put it, put it on the back burner. But I, again, I kept feeling like 
if I had, if I was sitting on a bunch of money, then yeah, I probably would have already ended this relationship. It was more like, oh, seeing how hard it would be to then move out, pay all the things myself instead of splitting it. We've always split everything. So I've also never had anybody taking care of me. Um, But my expenses were low because I was splitting them. And, And so again, there's like back to this like, money blocks. And I was raised to, my mom was always very worried about money. My dad, not so much so, which now I can now realize more of my mom's stress. Because <laughs> I think my dad was more fun. Let's do, oh, whoops, I just bought a series of concert tickets and let's do this and we're doing this. And so my dad was fun. But yeah, maybe didn't, wasn't so wise with money, which maybe was why there was money stresses. Anyway, so yeah, I I definitely have like have had money limitations and issues in this like, you know, not even throughout the years doing different work on abundance and money blocks and stuff like that. I would do the things and believe the things and tell myself the affirmations. But in the back there really were these deep-seated doubts and fears that like I wasn't going to be provided for that I wasn't abundant, that really, I guess maybe I wasn't worthy of that money that would make all the things easier in life or whatever. Um, And I think that I had gone through those blocks earlier, but again, then like being in this relationship and going to primary, being primary mother and not really thinking about my business, that then I went through some years of like, yeah, like I said, not really making that much money, but I also wasn't really trying, like, of course I want to make money and had, but hadn't really been putting it out there, hadn't been creating things, hadn't been putting much energy into it. So I fell back into a like, ugh. Anyway, so I was realizing like it's easier, it feels like it's just easier to stay here and stay in this relationship, but I know that it's like not best for me. So... We did end up transitioning our relationship last year, and I moved into the guest bedroom, and it has been great. You know, it was a process in going, you know, being like, okay, we are co-parents living in the same house, but it honestly, for me, it's been great. Like, it really has felt more like a 50-50 partnership and not just like I think the women in a relationship often take the bulk of things, and that's how ours had started and had been, and I had to let go more and more and more and more, and to be like, yeah, why do I do all these things? Why do I this? Why blah, blah, blah. Okay, now you're even unemployed because of COVID. <laughs> you can't tour. Why do you still expect me to do all most of the child care and make all their food and blah, blah, blah. So I really like had to, you know, constantly recreating our home life and a relationship. And yeah, the idea was, of course, eventually I will move out and get my own place. And, um, and then when a friend of mine moved to this area and she was still like transitioning between that house and her, where she had been living. And so I got to live in this place a couple times, you know, like for three to five days every month. And I would use it as a writing retreat. And I just fell in love with this area. I was like, oh my gosh, one day I'll live here. And I remember I was in January, well, the first time I stayed there, I was taking a walk and I saw an, like a sign for a preschool and I took a picture of it. Like maybe one day I'll move here and I can send my youngest to that preschool. And I looked it up that day. Again, it was just like one day. My birthday was in February and we had a, I had a very small outdoor gathering in 20, 
20, was that 2020? No, that was 2021. That was this year. Yeah. So that was this year. And, um, a friend asked like, Oh, you know, what's your goal? What, what for, for a year from now, like what would you want to happen? And I said, I would love to be living here in a year from now, but it was still like, felt like there's no way I can do that. So it was like, you know, I'm hoping that next year, this time I'll be in a place where I can think about moving or something like that. It was something like, I want to be living here a year from now. But in my mind, it was still like, that was really scary to even be saying. And I even like, was not like confident when I said it like, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? So that was in February. And then, um, in March, or at some point, I found out that my current school district where we live now, my daughter, like her kindergarten schedule, because where we live, if you're in a, born in a certain month, you can go to TK, which is like transitional kindergarten. And then the second, so they basically have two years of kindergarten. So I found out that Zia's kindergarten class would be like 11 to 2.30 every day. Like that's like not with COVID times or anything. Like that's a regular school schedule. And I was like, well, that's terrible. And so then I would have to find like a preschool for Arrow to go in the afternoon. Like people don't really have a part-time afternoon. I was like, oh, that's no good. And so that is what made me be like, you know what? I got to move before the school year. And I looked up that area that I wanted to live in, looked up their kindergarten program. And it was like eight to two thirty. I was like, perfect. We are, I am going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford to live in a much more expensive area on my own in time for the school year, but I'm going to do it. I'm starting to get chills now remembering this. Because again, like then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Maybe I can borrow money from people. Okay. As soon as I turn this book in, because the book might the first draft of my book was due May 1st too. So I was like, I got to focus on this. And then after that, well, maybe I can borrow money from this person. Maybe I can do these things, maybe <laughs> whatever. Like I'll make it out. We're, we're going to move into a tiny two bedroom and it'll just be fine. I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I started researching preschools already because preschools book up. And I was just like, I want a preschool at least four hours a day for part-time and everything I found was only three hours. And I found one school and they were like, we only offer full time right now. And then and I realized it was the same school I took a picture of in January. And I was like, full time, ugh, I can't afford that. That was what I thought. And then I was like, wait a minute, if I'm going to be a single mom and my oldest daughter is going to be in school from like eight to two every day, wouldn't full time actually be what I wanted? But I wouldn't even, I at first wouldn't even let myself think of that as a possibility because I just saw the amount it cost and I was like, I can't do that. And then I started to think about it and get on my Peloton and ride and whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, that actually sounds ideal. And I do love that school. And okay, I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford that. <laughs> and I don't even know where I'm going to live. But okay, so I had to already, they already like only had two spots open for the fall. And that was in April for starting in August. So I went ahead and paid the deposit and secured her spot, even though I had no idea what I was going to do. And so I started looking for rentals. And again, I was like looking at two bedrooms. I'm just going to make it work. Um, and, and then this one four bedroom came up, a small four bedroom. And I, I was like, I only want a single story house. Oh, also the episode I did with Miranda last year, um, 
we talk about how her downsizing, how she had built her like dream house in Texas and then ended up moving into like a two bedroom rental. And then they got bought this three bedroom in Richmond, Virginia. And back then too, I started to think about, yeah, like we lived in, we moved into this big house. We moved to an area that was supposed to be more affordable. It was more of like a should, that's what you should do. You don't need to be in this area or this area. And, you know, when she was like talking about moving to a smaller space, I was starting to feel like, yeah, I think I want a smaller space. I don't think I want the playroom. I don't think I want two floors. I don't think I want these things. So again, so I was wanting a smaller space. But anyway, a four bedroom came up and it was more than I planned. Like, you know, I'd given myself like an estimate of, okay, maybe I can pay this much for rent. And this four bedroom came up and it was more than I wanted. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, what am I doing? I work from home. Um, my family comes to visit. I'm going to want space for people to visit. I, I don't, if I move into a two bedroom, then it would be like, just like white knuckling it for a year and then wanting to move right away. I want to move someplace that I can stay for at least two years. And that even though I want a single floor and smaller, that it still feels spacious. Um, because I have two young girls and even though they're, I was like, well, they'll be at school all day. So anyway, so that this one house I didn't get which also it came up for rent in May like to be shown in May but it wasn't available until July and I was like perfect because July felt like the perfect month for me to move so I've been looking for places to rent and I would have rented early just to get a place because there's also so many so few places coming on the market and like so many people trying to get them anyway but I was like oh my gosh this one okay a four bedroom and then um and there was just something about the house too that I fell in love with. There was this room of windows and I was like, oh, that could be like my office. And, um, okay. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to stretch myself. And I started working numbers and okay, if I do this and this and this, then I can afford that. And I can still afford the tuition for the preschool. Okay. So I got all psyched up. I didn't get the house. There were so many people interested and I was like late to apply, but just even like that house, like again, made me break through and be like, well, what if I just made more money instead of like, this is how much I can afford. I can't afford more than it was. It made me start to like tap into. And at the same time I had gotten Rachel Rogers book. We should be all be millionaires. I say should fun because of course you guys know, I don't love the word should we should all be all millionaires. Anyway, so these different things were starting to come up in my life that were like, again, showing me about these sort of like abundance things. And it's not like, how can we budget more and stop buying a daily coffee? But like, what can you do to put more like offer into the world? And it's not just about you making money, but like, you know, whoever you are and whatever your skills are and talents and just your way of being that you have a lot to offer. So what else could you be offering that sure will bring in money for you to support your life and your family and, you know, pay the bills that then pays those people's lives, right? That like, it's just money. And what if you just offer different things and offer, tried out different things and put yourself out in the world different way and see. So I did start to look at, well, I'll just make more money, like no problem. And by the way, this is like, this is again, like so not in line with what I, especially in the last like five years or so since having kids that my mind has been like, I think in the maybe a long time ago it had felt like that, but I don't know, as a single woman just doing whatever I want. I mean, I didn't have that great a grasp on money. And <laughs> there were a lot of times I was making great money and had no expenses. So um, so I lived, yeah, like that, very free for a long time. And things, a lot of things changed once I had kids. But yeah, so 
you know, I was working through these blocks and like, okay, yeah, this. And so then creating different ways and really actually then looking at how much money I made a month. Cause I also was like, how is anybody going to approve me? I got to get my credit score up again. Maybe I can borrow money. So it just looks like I have more money in my account. And then I can like screenshot, you know, my bank account and to show people that, look, I can pay the bills. So this is all me at the beginning. Like I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it work though. And then I started to actually look at my finances and stuff and was like, oh, I actually do make a lot more money than I thought I did. I have a lot, I had a lot of expenses paying out because buy products, pay it off. I've been crying, had been paying off old debt, whatever. But like realize the money coming in to proof of income I actually had. Um, so, you know, by by trying to stretch and like push through upper limits and limiting beliefs, it made me face a lot of stuff and look deeper at things and then be like, I can do this. I can do this. Um, So I didn't get that house. I kept looking and it was like barely any houses were coming up. And then I've just kept looking. And I'm now going to give you a brief pause. Because this is one thing that has really helped me, especially in the last couple months, because um, I've had a lot going on, (laughs) driving back and forth to look at homes, all sorts of things, um, is the Organifi Green Juice Powder. I have a lot of their products because I wanted to test everything out before I talked to you about them. I'd say the one I use the most though is the green juice because of course we all know like getting greens in is good for us. Like I know from years and years of like I used to juice all over the world for artists and write green smoothies every day. But now with a busier, fuller life and little kids that distract me and just going, going, going more in the last couple of months, which I can't wait to get more nested in my new place. Just being able to add a scoop full of this powder, and they also make it in little like travel to go single use pouches, which I just traveled to Ohio to visit my family, and that makes it so easy. You just mix it into the water, and it tastes good enough that you don't have to add anything else. So instead of buying all the ingredients, doing the actual juicing, you just put this powder in your water. It also contains chlorella, ashwagandha, spirulina beets, turmeric, wheatgrass, coconut water. So there's 11 superfoods that work together to give incredible energy boosting and detoxifying benefits. Um, It decreases cortisol. Everything, by the way, is 100% organic. It's so easy. Go check it out at Organifi.com backslash Trisha. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash T-R-I-C-I-A. And if you use that link, you automatically get 15% off. You can also just go and use Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A for 15% off the whole store. Again, I use loads of their products and really am impressed and they make it so easy. So feel free to DM me at underscore Trisha Huffman if you have any questions about any products. I'm totally honest. Again, I've been using the products for months now to make sure that I actually 
felt the benefits, enjoyed them before I shared them with you. Okay, now back to my next chapter. Do, 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 do. Do you love that? My solo ads. <laughs> anyway, so I kept feeling like, oh my gosh, I hope I get a place for July because I also couldn't enroll my oldest in school, which they have a great school district until we had proof of residency and school starts in August. And I just kept trusting, like I know. And then my friends were like, no, 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 you need to look in other areas. So I was looking in other areas, but in my heart, I was like, this is the area that I'm living in. I just love it so much. This is the area I'm moving to. So even though I allowed myself to look at different areas, I really felt like this is our new home. Um, but yeah, I would like be the first person I got on Zillow. Like that's where a lot of rentals come through these days, not just owning houses. Got the app, put alerts on, and I was like, okay, this is my game plan. I will be the first person to respond to a house because there were so many people interested. I was like, how do people pick when they're getting so many applicants? So I was then like on my phone, like never could leave my phone anywhere because I was like, I need to be alert for the, for the Zillow alerts. <laughs> and I still like would miss places, you know, but every time that a place like that I drove all the way up and back for fell through, I had a feeling like I would be like, oh, this looks great. And then I would get there and be like, well, it's not for me. But at the same time, like, okay, I have to apply because I don't know what else has come available and it's good enough. And, you know, always just kept reminding myself, like, I know it's all working out. And then again, was like, well, I don't really need a place for July 1st. It could be July 15th. It could even be August 1st. You know what? I'm definitely moving. So even if we need to do an Airbnb or blah, blah, for a couple weeks, you know, like, obviously, I have to be up there for August for school to start. But I was just so committed. But at the same time, like, I know it's all working out. I'm pretty sure I'm getting a place for July. And at the same time, I wanted to go back to visit my family for my nephew's high school graduation. But that was the last week of June, which is when a lot of new places could come up for rent. And so that was risky. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if I have to rent a place sight unseen, I will do it. I've done it before. I want to take the trip. I'm booking this trip. I feel good about booking this trip. And then... Like that week, the week before we flew, I was like, oh, this would be the ideal week for a place to come up. And there's like no places, no places, well, one and two bedrooms, apartments, and I wanted a house. No actual homes were coming up in the area that I wanted for like an entire month. And I was just like, I just need one home. I just need one home to come on the market. That's all I need. And if it came this week, that'd be great. If I could like secure it before I fly, fly home, that would be so amazing. And one home came up for rent and I went to see it. I loved it. It was so much nicer than anything else that I had seen. The landlord owner felt like really liked me, but I wasn't sure. And again, I knew there's so much interest in homes right now and um, I got it. And I'm, yeah, I'm getting the keys this week, today. I don't know when you're listening to this, but the day that this comes out, I'm getting it. And uh, it's been such a journey because, again, it's still this like, oh, but if I move, then I have to buy new furniture. I have to buy this like so much money shit that keeps coming up. And I have to keep working through it and like really have felt like so different than I ever had in my life of just being like, it's okay. The money, it's just money. Money will come back. Like, yeah, my expenses are going up so much. And that 
should feel stressful and scary, but I actually feel so calm and content and like, I got this, you know? And again, that's a weird when you work for yourself of like, okay, so I need to start making more money. I need to start doing this thing. I need to put myself out there more, which again can feel like odd, but even like what on last week's podcast with Ace, you know, she, I don't have my phone in front of me to see the exact quote, but like really when she was like saying, like seeing her mission in this world is so much bigger than her. And that again, so if you are someone, I mean, we all, in whatever way you share your gifts, you know, no matter whether you work for yourself or work at a store or work, you know, at a startup or work as a nurse or a teacher, whatever it is, like to remind yourself, like, sure, like we do work because yes, um, most of us, not most of us, a lot of us are like, you know, the work I do is because I'm super passionate about actually like changing people's lives and waking them up to be alive, to live their life, to find joy in it, because there is a lot of hard stuff in life and it's not going away. But how can you not just survive your life, but thrive in your life? Like I am really lit up by that, (laughs) that I would do it. And I do, I do so much for free. I'm like, I would do it without making money. And I do do so much for free. This is free right now, me talking to you. Um, Social media, obviously, is free. I do a lot for free. But anyway, obviously, it can somewhat feel like when you do service work, like, oh, I shouldn't be focused on bringing in more money. But then again, reminding myself that when I'm focused on bringing in more money, that what that actually looks like is serving more people. So it's making me get actually more clear with how can I most support people? How can I find those people? So it's not about me. So sure, truth, yeah, I, we all need money to pay our bills and pay for our lives no matter what those look like. And so yes, I do need income for that. But like, it's helped me to shift so much lately that like, it's not just about me. Like, sure, it's just money coming in, money going out. It's okay that I'm paying that much more for the rent or the whatever, because that is then providing for other people. And again, it's calling me into my mission even more. You know, I did a workshop a couple of years ago and it was like, you needed to finish with a calling statement. And mine was, my calling is people constantly uncovering and honoring who they are. I said constantly because life gets in the way. So we constantly forget, distract it, you know, let a fear, doubt, judgment get in our way. So that's my mission in the world is people constantly uncovering and honoring who they are. I think I said that right. There was a way you were supposed to do it in this thing where you're like people constantly or people like it had to start with people anyway. So it's like, how can I be of more service? So when I'm sitting back being afraid of making money, being afraid of saying, people pay me, I'm here to support you, I'm not doing myself a service, but I'm also not doing my mission a service. If I'm holding myself back from doing the work I want to do because I feel bad earning income while doing that, I'm also just like not doing the damn thing. So it's either like, yeah, go find some regular job, but then I probably wouldn't have the energy and space to do this sort of work, right? But so it's kind of as if me up-leveling my life (laughs) in this way is going, is, has already called me into up-leveling, sharing my gift with the world. And it's not just because, yeah, I'm gonna need to pay those bills. It's because I am here for a reason and how dare I? 
crying, how dare I hold myself back? And how dare I, you know, not allow myself to support people in any way? Because I get it. Life is hard. There's so much that's out of our control. I want you to know that you can live a life with so much joy, feeling purpose, feeling aligned every day. You really can. And it's not about like having it all and like, oh, my life is going to like, I'm just going to be so so much happier now because I transitioned to that relationship and we have a great, you know, it's going to be a new co-parenting relationship, but we have we're still like a family and we're still going to be a family and do things as a family. And now that he's back to work, he's actually in LA more. So we'll probably see him more than if we had stayed down here. Um, but it's not like, oh, well now I moved to this place. So I think all my problems are going to be better. You know, everything in life is going to be easier or smoother or better because I moving to an area that I like and I changed this relationship that no, life is still going to happen and there are still going to be challenges. And so whatever, again, you know, obviously the name of the podcast is Claim It. Not obviously, I'm saying this because I always think like everybody knows, but you might be listening for the first time or whatever. Sometimes it might hit you differently. The reason the podcast is named Claim It is because I've seen it firsthand so many times with even people that are so successful, like the people that you look up to, your feelings, like, you know, I think there was a quote from Jim Carrey. It's like, oh, I wish I wished everybody would get everything they ever wanted so that they could see that, like, getting fame, success, all the money is not what solves your problems. So that's why that's another reason I do the work that I do is so that you can really get clear on what are the thoughts, the fears, the doubts, the heaviness that's holding you back within your own mind and life that are keeping you from experiencing joy, bliss, contentment, alignment, success every day. Because we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, next week, whatever. So you can be working so hard to get, you know, that raise, to get that new position, to start that new company, to get some sort of recognition. And it might feel good for a moment, but then if you're not really doing the inner work, you're just going to fall back into the chasing of it again. But I want you to be able to claim your life for yourself every day, to claim joy every day. And yes, some days are going to be harder. So it's not like you're not allowed to ever have a hard day or bad day. Like I keep saying, shitty stuff happens. So it's not just put on a happy face. But again, not just be surviving your life or pushing through it. This always happens when I do these solo episodes. I'm like, did I say what I wanted to say here? (laughs) Did I just start a different topic? What am I talking about? Um, Oh, so other things that I put into right. So I also I put in I made some notes for myself and I didn't follow them until right now. But yeah, so, you know, if you listen to the episode forever ago with my friend Mona Tavacoli, she's called me Sister Manifester for years. Uh, I've also brought up in other episodes, I don't like necessarily love the term manifesting, but when I actually looked at what manifestation was years ago, I was like, oh, right. I guess I have done that in my life. And when I am like a want, yes, like all in for something. Um, but it doesn't just look like, let me just say that this is what I'm doing. And so I did though, this time 
take in some like greater manifestation steps. I don't have them in front of me, by the way, but at one point I found online something like the keys to manifestation. And one was like, you know, like to be aware of what you're thinking because then you can work on the doubts, fears, judgments. And I, I don't shoo those away or push those away and only go back to, I can do this or I'm doing this or this is what I'm calling in. No, I like make space for those doubts and fears and judgments and worries. And I ask them questions. So every time when a real fear was like, Trisha, how are you going to make that money? Then I was like, you're right. It is going to be a lot of money. So let's look at it. And I would sit down and like write down all the numbers of guesstimating what the bills will be in that. Okay. And then look at all different ideas to do this. Like I would face things on like, fear, doubt. What if a place doesn't come available in the area you want to? Okay. Let me also look at some other areas. Okay. One doesn't come in July. It'll still be okay. That like, I don't shoo away the doubts, fears, judgments, worries. I make space for them, ask them questions, give myself like a broader thing. So even though the whole time I was like, yep, July, this area, it's happening. I wasn't so attached to it. And that's, I think, another part of manifestation is like letting go of the details, letting go of the timing, the how, the when, the why. So I was this whole time like, that's where I'm living. It's happening. But I was letting go of the details, even though I was freaking chasing finding a place to live there. (laughs) So it's like such a balance of mental work, feeling the energy because also it's a really like feeling that certainty in your body and then like letting go of the details even though you're like constant like I not you I was like constantly researching things and making sure I you know being realistic and trusting at the same time um so yeah I started packing boxes probably like months ago too of stuff that I wasn't regularly using because again I was like I'm moving So you get so set on something. I didn't know the how, the when, the why, the where, but I started to do that. Yeah, that I had rolled arrow in preschool back in May. Um, I had a moving sale in my shop before I even had a place to live. So like I, again, was just like, all right, my dream is that I secure a place this week. So I'm having a moving sale to lighten my load to move. So I had two sales in my shop. The first one, when I ran it, I didn't actually have anywhere to live yet. But I was like, yeah, I'm moving in July. I know this, this is happening. I don't know how, (laughs) but that's happening. Um, So, and then just other cool things that happen is that they were like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't think the place is going to be available until July 5th. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, that's fine for me. They told me it was July 5th. And then my kid's dad, he has been back to work working with a band and he was supposed to be gone like all of this month. And then he was like, Oh, I'm going to actually be home July 4th, 5th and 6th now. So how perfect is that? So now he's home to watch the kids while I'm doing this. Cause otherwise I was like, okay, maybe I fly my parents, my mom in like, what am I going to do with the kids during this big move? So how perfect is that, that it moved out? Another like odd thing is, um, you know, I was changing like the bills from this location. Then the only one that's in my name at the house that I was living at was the internet service. And my monthly like auto enrollment payment like ends July 5th. Like, isn't that like, I was just like, how like magical and perfect, like that it all even lined up that way. And this whole time I've been trusting and the owners are just so amazing and yeah, it's like it all freaking 
worked out and what a process. And now, yeah, it's like, obviously things aren't just going to be easy peasy, (laughs) single parenting, but it feels so good and so aligned. And I wanted to share all of those details with you to remind you that you can make a change at any time in your life. And even, you know, I'm someone that I'm good at making changes. Uh, I know not a lot of people are like, they don't feel as content and comfortable and moving doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But then once I did land after traveling this week and then I had to go with the real like final packing and then how am I going to move and this and, and again, I've never, I've never, I've always just moved by myself. And then I was like, man, I think hiring a mover is like, I'm 40. Um, I don't know, you know, asking friends to help me move when they all pay for movers feels shitty and they have like bad backs and kids and full-time jobs now. (laughs) Like, uh, I think, yeah, I think hiring movers, but then again, the money stuff came up and like constantly having to work through those things. And then again, I was just like, Oh, it'd just be so much easier to just stay here. And then I don't, Oh, I have to buy this, buy this, buy that starting to feel overwhelmed. Like, Oh, just be easier. And it wouldn't, it would not be easier. But going back to the thing I ask everybody, like what is easiest for you is not always what's best for you. So that's for little life stuff and big life stuff. Where have you been just sticking with something because it felt like easier and you weren't ready to face all, I mean, man, the stuff I've had to face in the last year, finally like making this choice for what I know is best for my family, even though, yeah, it's now going to have a lot more challenges. Um, yeah. Ooh. So I wanted to share that. I wanted to share a little bit into like manifesting. Maybe I'll share a more proper episode because there are many things now that I look back and like, again, and a lot of my friends now, I've had so many people over my life that, you know, doubt, roll their eyes at me. But now, since a lot of people I've been, you know, been friends with for like 10 years or more when I was just sort of like, I'm doing this or blah, blah, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the place yet, but this is what's happening. And so, yeah, bye. I'll see you. Um, I also, (laughs) I've been going to Jason Mraz's house once a week for over a year now, ever since like two months in the pandemic when I was supposed to be working my book proposal and then my book and everybody was home and it was driving me crazy. So in COVID, so I was like, oh, I can just go and work outside on your property. Um, So that had been like an amazing routine for the last year. And I was saying bye to him again, like last week. And I was like, I think this will be my last time here for a while because I'm going on this trip and then I'm moving. And I mean, mean, we'll see each other again. But like, I was all emotional. He was like, he was like, oh, you have your place? And I was like, well, no, I don't have it yet. But I'm like, I do. But I think I'm going to get this place. But I haven't told me yet. But like, <laughs> but I was already like saying goodbye. And then when I texted him like the next day to say I got it, and he was just like, of course you did. Like everybody, even the people that were like, the market's so hard and this and I don't know. And why are you doing Are you sure that's what you want? It's sort of like so many people were sort of like, yeah, of course, of course. Of course you got the perfect place, Trisha. And because they've witnessed me putting these tools into action time after time after time, which, you know, that's why I have the one-on-one work, the manager of integrity, your manager of integrity work, which is, can be life and business. But I also launched a new program, which I haven't even written the full sales page yet or the page for it. It just basically says click here. But Recently, people have been in my life telling me like, Trisha, do you realize all of these things that you've made happen in your life? Like, why don't you support people with that? And so that's why I created a new service that's like 
bring your vision to reality. So whether that's, you know, starting a business, a service, launching a product, starting a podcast, like if you have an idea for something that you've been sitting on, again, whether it's an item or a way of be of service or whatever it is doing something, but you have been holding yourself back, I am great (laughs) at getting really clear on what that is and then actually making it happen. You know, I made up a job as a touring joyologist and then sold myself as that and people hired me. I created, my first product was an affirmation deck and I knew nothing about products. Made that happen. I've made so many other products happen like the daily inspiration or daily connection journal. Oh, the app. I have a daily inspiration app. And these are all things I knew nothing about how to do. And I just got really committed to doing it and then making them happen. But so because I've been doing these things for so long now, it's like I also have like here, you're going to need to think about this. So like I am able to help you move through your emotional blocks move through the limiting beliefs, actually show up and make steps towards things. Because a lot of times, you know, we have big ideas and never start because it feels too big. So break it down into doable weekly tasks. Like that's also, I love taking a big project and breaking it down into little things and then checking it off. And, And yes, just have so much background and history and contacts myself in how many different things in the world work and how different things you have to think about. So anyway, maybe I'll share another episode talking more about manifesting, but I don't like that term. So just making shit happen. Maybe that's what I'll call this episode. A new chapter, how I made shit happen. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I would just leave this title, this episode untitled and be like, DM me with your title suggestion. And if, yeah, if you grant me a good title, um, then you can win a $100 gift certificate to my (laughs) shop. I don't know if anybody's still listening. I usually try to do 20-minute solo episodes. So we'll see how this goes. But I might put a name on this, but I'm also going to put that out there. Send an email to podcast at yourjoyologist.com or DM me at underscore Trisha Huffman and, um, and suggest... An ep- a title for this episode. <laughs> and uh, if I pick it, because then I can go back and edit it to pick it, you'll win a $100 gift certificate to my shop to buy whatever you want. All right. Well, I'm excited for my new chapter for all the expansion that's coming. Oh, and for sharing more with you, because yeah, it's going to be a whole, whole new world. <laughs> Please subscribe, leave a review, DM me, let me know that you even listen. Um, Again, check out my podcast partner, Organifi. That's Organifi.com, which is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash T-R-I-C-I-A. Or just use code Trisha gets you 15% off. But if you go to my link, it makes it easy. Again, DM me any questions about the products. Um, yeah, get my daily inspiration app called Own Your Awesome in the App Store. I do not have any client 
openings, one-on-one client openings until August. But if you are interested at all, go ahead and again, email me or send me a DM because we can get you the details. We can have the one-on-one call just to see if it's a right fit. But yeah, my next opening to actually start is in August. But yeah, how cool. I started opening coaching again and I barely talk about it and filled up July no problem. Like it really is interesting once shifting, shifting the way I think about things, the way I feel, it really gets so much easier. And I would love to share that with you. I can coach you through moving through your own blocks and expanding and all of that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Where do you want to make a change in your life? Maybe it's a small one. Maybe it's like a you're just sick of your own bullshit of whatever it could be. Maybe it's a big one. What is it?